528-2022. My name is Tim Pate. This is Things I Shouldn't Say. A new podcast. A new adventure. And the song is Punching Bag. You can get this over at purple-planet.com. purple-planet.com. I hope everybody's doing good. It's a long weekend for those of you that work a regular Monday through Friday, a 5 to 9, a 9 to 5. So we're just going to cut right to it. It's a different kind of podcast. Probably not. It's probably the same as many podcasts out there, but I'm a different kind of guy. With a different viewpoint on everything, I don't... I'm not a right-wing wacko, a convicted felon. That's Tom Likas. <laughs> uh, I, I don't. I don't tend to sway either way when it comes to political viewpoints. I don't swing toward the religious right or the religious left. I'm just an average guy with an average, average job. I'm not a celebrity. There's nobody sponsoring my podcast. This is just a podcast that I decided to do. And it's hosted on Anchor.fm and heard on Spotify and four other platforms. So this is episode one, and I'm going to talk a little bit about what happened in the city of Uvalde, Texas. Killer song. The name of the song is Punching Bag. Yeah. All right. So where do I start? I'm trying to think of where I should start. So the morning Tuesday morning, 5-23-2022, at around 11.28, 11.27 a.m., 18-year-old Salvador Ramos drove his pickup to an area close to Robb Elementary School. He then wrecked his truck. crashing it into a ditch with what looked like like a concrete spillway for rain runoff. And at that time, he was armed with an AR-15. He had a backpack full of bullets. He then leaves his truck and makes his way toward the school, Robb Elementary, in Uvalde, Texas. I had never heard of Uvalde, Texas before. Probably because you had never heard of Uvalde, Texas. It exists, but I, I had never heard of it, and probably many Americans 
had never heard of Uvalde. Am I saying it right? Yeah. So during this period of time, Salvador Ramos, as after he exited his truck, he grabbed his backpack and his AR-15 assault rifle. Made his way into the parking lot of the school. Now there were two gentlemen that spotted him and had called the police and reported there was a man in the parking lot with a gun and a backpack. Now in this backpack were several rounds of ammunition. Now first and foremost, before I go any further, I'm not a gun uh, advocate. I don't like guns. I'm not a I'm not a guy that that uh, jumps on the bandwagon, you know, defending our right to bear arms. I don't like guns. And I'm not going to go religious on you about my my likes and dislikes for guns and ammunition. Anyway, that's enough. I told you I don't like guns. I'm not a religious person. I'm not going to sit on this podcast and bash people who are. But we do know that there's always going to be that argument. And either way, this, this, has, this holds no validity over any of that. So I'm not going to get on here and bash anybody for their beliefs. So at this point in time, in the parking lot, and now I, I, I may not be quoting it right as it happened. You can watch the videos. I'm just giving you my opinion. So Mr. Ramos, Salvador Ramos, made his way into the parking lot, opened fire. Police were dispatched. And he made his way into the door of this school called Rob Elementary. It's an elementary school, people. Not a high school, not a middle school, not a junior high. Not an academy school, just a regular old school in middle America with a bunch of children and adults supervising those children. Now, I'm not trying to make tears fall out of your eyes because I'm pretty sure that if you are a human being with any sense, there's no need for that. You've already done it. I have many times. I'm not going to lie to you. As a human being, and a father of four boys myself. When I saw this come up on the TV, I, I, I started crying. No lie. So Mr. Ramos made his way into the school. Made his way into a classroom with fourth grade children. 
and he was in these classrooms. He was in a couple of classrooms from what I've heard. Some of the stories from the children that survived. The parents stood outside of these class, well, not these classrooms, but the parents of these children, onlookers, eyewitnesses. That coffee is really good. I'm, I'm really enjoying this coffee. Uh, stood by and watched the police department stand and watch this happen. You could hear the gun, the gunshots. This guy, I don't, you know what? I lost track at what this DSP or DPS gentleman said yesterday at uh, this press conference. You're going to hear roosters in the background. My neighbors have roosters, or they have a rooster or a couple of roosters. You'll probably hear it in every podcast. I'm an amateur radio operator, ham operator, and people hear the roosters in the background when I'm making conversations. So uh, if you guys are easily offended by birds, you probably don't want to listen to this podcast. And I also do want to say that I, I will probably use colorful language in this podcast. So it's listed that I do use profanity. You're going to hear roosters. There's nothing I can do about it. So I watched some videos yesterday, basically all throughout the week, and there's so many that are surfacing. And I was explaining this to my 18-year-old son last night while we were sitting here watching Stranger Things together. And at the beginning of Stranger Things, there was a message saying that the, the the show had been filmed over a year ago before the uh, untimely incident that took place in Uvalde, Texas. Anyway, and I was explaining to him exactly what had happened from what I had saw and, and, and heard, not witnessed, because I was not there. So apparently this guy made his way onto the campus, Mr. Salvador Ramos, with an AR-15 and a bag, a well, not a duffel bag, but a backpack, una mochila, full of ammunition with the intention of murdering innocent people. And we're not talking adults. Well, adults did die. His intention was not to... His intention was to kill anybody. And, you know... You gotta have some really, really deep, deep not deep, 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 dark, seated issues. To walk into a school, any school, but 
what makes it even worse is the fact that it was little children. And you know, this has probably been on many shows so far. And been talked over many ways by many different people, celebrity, whoever, talk show hosts, radio people. Is there really any way to make yourself ready for something like this? And not just that, but I remember a conversation that a reporter had with, I, I don't know how old the little boy was. Quite frankly, I don't remember if it was a little boy and 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 it you know what the the point is it doesn't really matter if it was a, a a boy or a girl the point is that this was a child a child that witnessed other children being murdered while other children were begging for their lives and those teachers that were trying to keep them children calm. These are little boys and little girls that witness something that you should never have to witness. This is stuff that you see when you go overseas and you fight in a, in a war where you have to murder other human beings. I'm over here getting teary-eyed right now just talking about this. You know, because I live directly across the street from uh, a, a K, a kinder, kindergarten to eighth grade school, and I'm 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 disabled right now. I can't work, and my computer faces the window of the track and baseball field. You know, where kids go out and they exercise. And do things that kids do, drive teachers nuts and stuff like that. And I think to myself that I'm, I, and you know, I, I don't know how to allude to this without sounding terrible, but that could happen here. Uh, hopefully it never does. We have in the district here where I live, I live in Lake Elsinore, California. The school has resource officers that are armed. And there's a protocol. It, it's almost impossible to get on. Well, not get on. You can go into the front all you want. But if you mess around up there, You'll either wound up in jail or with a ticket or, I, you know, I don't know. I, I would never go mess around at a school. Quite frankly, don't have a need to. I don't have any kids in school anymore. But anyway, my point is that we have armed 
we have sheriffs that are strategically placed at every school in this district. I don't actually live in Lake Elsinore. I live in an area called Lakeland Village. It's a, it's a little village between Elsinore and Wildemar. My physical address is Elsinore, but that's neither here nor there. So between the hour, or let's just say between the time frame of 11.27 a.m., and 1258. And this is going to blow your mind. I just heard this before I, I, I went on and did this podcast. So between 1127 a.m. and 1258 p.m. Do the math, folks. It's over 40 minutes. This guy was in the school in a classroom, murdering people. Murdering. Doesn't matter what it was with, with if it was with a knife, if it was with a gun. And, and everybody is just, you know, they're up in the air that an 18-year-old kid, and I, I've listened to people talk about this since the incident happened, you can't buy a pack of cigarettes, but you can buy a fucking gun. <laughs> you can't rent a car in the state of Texas, but you can buy a fucking gun. So, yeah, it was a gun. It was in the hands of someone who was very unstable. Listen, folks, I know a lot of people that have guns that are very fucking unstable. So... Let's just spin this around. If the guy had gone in there with a hammer, uh, with a knife, does it really matter? Does it really fucking matter? At the end of the day, does it really matter what he went in that school with? Whether it was a gun, a hammer, a screwdriver, a butter knife. Does it really fucking matter? While he was in there murdering innocent people, Kids, children, as the police department stood outside. Now, here's the kicker, motherfuckers. Here's the kicker. He's in there murdering children as the police department, the fucking police department, is standing outside. Parents are yelling and screaming, let us go in. Let us go in. Give us your fucking gun so we can go in. So we can go in and save our fucking children. As these stupid motherfuckers stood there and yelled and cursed, struck a man and knocked him to the ground because his fucking kids were inside witnessing. And, and quite frankly, I don't know if the guy that was tackled to the ground lost his child because your coward ass with a sidearm and probably an extra firearm stood there as, and did nothing. Idly stood by and did nothing. Motherfucker, you had a bulletproof vest on. Probably two different firearms. You're ready to rock and roll. But your pussy ass stood there and watched and stood by as children died. So I don't know the guy's name. 
I, I, I just heard this. It's a true story to the best of my knowledge. Well, we do know that it was not a police officer. It was not a police officer that ended this piece of shit Salvador Ramos's life. It was a Border Patrol agent. So this Border Patrol agent, I don't know his name. He was getting his hair cut. And his children were there at that school. He heard the call come over the, the, the radio, or his wife called him or something. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm not completely 100% sure of how the story went. I don't know what he had for breakfast or what he had for lunch or the color of his eyes or his shoe size. So I know how people are nowadays. You're speculating, so you really shouldn't comment on this, but I don't think it really matters. So he's getting his hair cut, and I believe his wife called him and told him that this incident was happening. There was an active shooter in the school, Rob Elementary, and apparently he had children that went to that school or that go to that school. He immediately... Before he leaves, he borrows the barber's gun, a shotgun, a rifle, I don't know. He goes to the active shooter scene. He's a government employee, and he shoots the fucking guy, kills him. I don't know how many shots he shot at the dude. I don't know. I don't fucking care. It doesn't matter. The fact of the matter is, it wasn't a cop that did it. It was not a cop that did it. All you stupid fucking cops. Sorry, my microphone just fell. All of you stupid cops that stood there with your fingers in your asses as lives were being taken. Let's see. We got 18 lives. Children. And two teachers. As you stood there. A, a, a CBP or whatever they call those guys, a Border Patrol agent, shot the suspect, killed him. There were 19 cops there, 20, 19 or 20 cops there, strategically placed. One cop yells in at a kid, are you alive in there? Are you okay in there? You're not supposed to do that in an active shooting situation. I, I, I'm not even going to go into the gore of, of what happened when this child answered that, that fucking murderer outside. Go, just go on YouTube and watch the video. Folks, did you know that there is a little girl... 10, 11-year-old little girl. <coughs> a baby. That's a baby, people. I know they don't wear diapers. They're a little older. But as far as I'm concerned, that was a baby. And, you know, I don't normally say this. I'm not a religious guy, but bless this little girl's heart. What she did was... And I, I don't want to say unspeakable because... 
there's no words that I can use for this or no way that I can go around it because I have never been in that situation and I was never in that situation at 10 or 11 years old. And I can only imagine, I can only freaking imagine this innocent child Her classmate was murdered right in front of her. A child, folks. A child. 10, 11 years, 9, I don't know. I, I don't remember how old this, this child was. She used her classmate's blood. She covered herself in her classmate's blood. So that she could live. So that she could live, she covered herself in her murdered, her slain classmate's blood so that she could live. As Yavaldi Police Department stood outside and watched and listened as children were being murdered in a classroom. And an off-duty, now I didn't mention that, an off-duty Border Patrol agent heard the call. He shot over there with a gun and blew that dude to kingdom come. Nobody else there could. Why was it that an off-duty Border Patrol agent, not a cop, not, yeah, he's a, he's a federal, he works for the government, Let me give a round of applause to the wonderful Yavaldi Sheriff or Police Department. You guys did such a superb job. You guys did such a, per, a, a superb job on Tuesday, 5-23-2022. Let me give you another round of applause. Thank you for idly standing by why children and adults were murdered. Let's just forget the fact for a second that they were children. Let's just remember that these were people that could have, I mean, I don't know if all of them could have been saved, and that's the unfortunate thing. It's, it's a casualty. You guys stood there with your guns, your sidearms, probably extra guns, while people were murdered. Little kids, children, and adults. It's hard for me to, to just dispel the fact that these were children as well. But th there were adults there too. Teachers. And I commend every one of you teachers that stood there and had to endure this. And all you poor children, you will never be the same. These people will never, ever, ever be the same. When they become adults, they're never going to be the same. I don't know how many people that are, are ever going to listen to this podcast have ever had someone die in front of them at the hands of a murderer. What does that do to you? A fragile little mind. 
an elementary student. All those children in other classrooms that were hearing other children being murdered around them. Let that sink into your head, Yavaldi Police Department or Sheriff's Department. I believe it's Sheriff's Department. Good job. How many more times does this have to happen before some sort of change happens, some sort of radical change? How many more times is this going to have to happen? It honestly makes me sick to my stomach. You know, I know when I was a child in the in the fourth grade, third grade, fourth grade. I don't think I ever worried about going to school and being murdered. Are we going to put this are we going to spin this as a sign of the times? Because I think that's what it is, people. And I'm not, I'm not trying to put on that whole bullshit where it's we need to do gun control. Is that's not going to work? Gun control is not going to work because. A criminal is going to find a weapon. They're going to find a gun. If they want a gun, they're going to find a gun. If somebody wants to murder somebody, they're going to find a way to do it. <clears throat> they're going to find a way to get that weapon and carry out what they sought out to do. I want to praise the man. I don't know what his name is. He's a Border Patrol agent. I want to praise him. A life for many lives. Is what it comes down to, folks. I don't I don't like guns. But given the situation, the guy, the Border Patrol agent, I commend him. Thank you. Now, he deserves a round of applause. You know, I've had a lot of time to think about this. I've had a lot of time to... Think about what we could do. I don't know. Look, man. There were 19 police officers that were standing there that morning. 
They stood around. They they made their way there before eleven fifty eight. However many minutes it was, forty, sixty. And all of you dumbasses stood around. And it pisses me off that that's basically what it is. It's a sign of the times. You know, I guess I'm kind of glad that I grew up when I grew up. Things were a lot different. You know, people were still getting murdered and stuff like that. But you didn't really have people walking into school shooting, you know, shooting at you. Eighteen-year-old Salvador Ramos was killed at approximately 11.58. The call came over the radio. He was killed by an off-duty Border Patrol agent. I don't know how many times he was shot. That was my coffee cup hitting the microphone. So anyway, I feel like we need to educate people. There, there needs to be education on what to do in an active shooter situation at a school more. Now, I do know that there already are. <coughs> Excuse me, my, my 18-year-old son who just graduated. Well, I mean, he hasn't graduated yet. He's got his high school diploma. But he hasn't gone to the ceremony. I believe that's a Wednesday of this week coming up. He he told me that they have a way of doing that. They have a process. It and it's sad, but that's that's a sign of the times. That's what happens. And it's very unfortunate. But I think that as loving and caring human beings <sighs> there's nothing more on this planet that i uh, you know i'm not trying to be stupid here but there's nothing more that i enjoy than to see children play see children do what children are supposed to do they're supposed to play you know I know some of us are not as fortunate as others. You know, we do things different. We raise our babies. You know, we, we, we send them to school so they can drive the teachers nuts and get an education. We're not all born with silver spoons in our mouths. Kids are supposed to be kids. 
all 19 of them little kids that died. That wasn't supposed to happen. And the look on them parents' face when they found out that their kids were murdered, it broke my goddamn heart. None of them were over the age of 18, you know? They're in elementary school. That wasn't meant to be funny, folks. That was just me speaking from my heart. You know, kids are never going to grow up and know what it's like to have their first love or whatever. Graduate and go on and be functioning members of society. Unfortunately, they didn't have that. Uh, they weren't given that opportunity. I'm nobody. I'm nobody. I'm not a famous person. And my heart sunk when I saw that on TV. Nobody should have to worry about their child being murdered when they send them to school. And then the police department failing them. Standing there listening to babies get murdered. Shame on you, Texas. Not Texas. I'm sorry, Texas. Shame on you, Uvalde, Texas. You failed your community. Exactly what comes out of our paychecks. You're there to protect us. Innocent. Innocent children and adults were murdered. Let's just put it right. Innocent people were murdered while you stood by and did nothing and watched and listened and listened to the horror of those children being murdered. You failed. You failed. The community that you swore that you would protect, you failed. You failed. And I think every one of you owes an apology which will never, ever, ever be accepted. It's going to fall on 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 you know I don't know the 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 term that people use I don't I don't even think that and maybe maybe some of you folks I don't know how you would but the ones of you that follow religion and, and again, I, I don't follow it, and I'm not bad-mouthing you for doing it, but some of you may and some of you may not uh, forgive. I don't think I could ever forgive while the police department just stood by and idly watched and listened to my child being murdered. And not just that, not just the fact that they stood there and those teachers and children that were murdered and the other children in that school that listened to all of this happen. I don't know how many children were in attendance that day. Last week of school for these kids. 
I, I will never know what it was like to endure that. And I just want to say, for anybody that listens to this podcast, I'm sorry. I am so sorry that this happened. Nothing I can ever do to change it. Maybe I could find a way to make things change. But I think that we, as as human beings and Americans, or, you know, I don't want to say that because not everybody that lives in this country is an American, but we're all citizens of this country. We all care. I think we need to stand on street corners and ask why. Help make change. Help make change. Stand there on that corner and hold up your little sign. Protect our children. I'm an adult. I'm a grown man. If I see something bad happening to a child, my job as an adult is to protect them. Yeah, those cops looked real brave standing up there with their weapons and their badges, and they took an oath to protect and serve, and they didn't do it. Moms, dads, grandmas, grandpas, uncles, aunts, they lost one of their family members that day. Thanks, Uvalde, Texas. You did a wonderful job on the 23rd of May, 2022. Thank you. I'm not a religious person, and I've said that many times so far. But I hope, I hope wherever these Whatever happens at this point, I hope that these 19 or 20 police officers that stood by and did nothing are reprimanded. I hope you're fired. I hope that this haunts you the rest of your life. And if that makes me a bad, spiteful, vengeful, ridiculous human being, then so be it. I'm okay with that. Every one of you needs to be fired. I don't think gel time is suitable. But I think every time you go to bed and you lay there and you can't sleep, that you hear that. I hope that haunts you. And if that makes me a bad person, then so be it. Because you could have done more. And those lying... Lying the sheriff, the DPS, you guys, shame on every one of you.
every last one of you. Yeah, you can stand up there behind a microphone and your badge. And you can say this and you can say that. And that dude from the DPS, whatever the fuck your name was. At least he was honest. Yeah. We had 19 officers there. They just stood around. They didn't do nothing with their goofy cowboy hats. As humans were murdered by some guy that was off of his fucking rocker. Good job, Yavaldi, Texas. Yavaldi Sheriff or Police Department. You did a wonderful job. You had one job. You couldn't even do it. But boy, I bet you could get out of that car, that, that sheriff's car, and pull somebody over and write them a ticket real quick and intimidate them and use your badge to make you a badass. And then, you know, we wonder why people don't like cops. I'm not saying that every cop is bad. And then you've got people protecting these fucking idiots. Well, put yourself in that situation. What would you do? Uh, what I would do is I would take my sidearm out and be a fucking man. And I would have gone in there. The guy stood in one spot for over 30 minutes. Just plucking kids off right and left. And teachers. Ah, boy. Anyway, I've been at this for about 46 minutes. I guarantee you, I ain't never shot a gun before. I would have taken a bullet for any of them children. Not a hero, I'm a zero, and I would have done it. You could bet your ass. It is a sad, sad, sad situation. And I know in my heart of hearts, that somebody was going to be murdered. Could we have lost less children and maybe not two adults? Probably. But on May 23rd of 2022, Spin it however you want, it's still going to come back that the people that you pay with your tax dollars, the ones that are there to protect the community, failed their community of that little bitty town in Uvalde, Texas. Your law enforcement failed you. And they need to be educated. Every one of them, 19 cops and that Uvalde department and ATF, whatever, whoever. Somebody needs to teach them how to react in that situation. And they need to be fired, suspended or fired. And you're going to live with that the rest of your life. 
And um, all I can really say at this point is I myself If I had the opportunity, I'd, I'd hug the man that destroyed that man. Thank you for what you did. You weren't being a hero. You were being the person that you're supposed to be in that situation. You did what you were trained to do, to protect. I know you're not a cop. You're a Border Patrol guy. Thank you. Thank you for saving some people's lives. Thank you very much, sir. You are a good person. And before I go off here, because I'm at almost 50 minutes, it's where I like to end. I just want to say thank you. And um, I, I, uh, I don't know what else to say. I just I feel so bad for the families and everybody that was affected by this. Every one of them children that were in that school. Every one of the adults, the educators that was there to comfort those poor children when all this happened. Thank you. And any of you that might have saved one of them babies' lives, you guys are awesome. You guys are heroes. Anyway, um, I don't think there's any way that you can't be emotional about this situation. And uh, School with the shooter. He didn't now, hesitate. He jumped off his haircut let, let me, uh, at the bar. Off-duty border patrol agent was getting his haircut at the barber shop when he received a call from his wife that was in the school with the shooter. He didn't hesitate. He jumped up, got the rifle from the barber, didn't have his gun or his equipment with him. The dude was getting his hair cut. He drives to the school, makes his way in the school, saves his children, his wife, and other children while other well, cops. 19 of them yeah. are fucking waiting. Yeah. An off-duty border patrol. So, I didn't know that. His his wife his wife was there at the school. I didn't know that. I didn't hear that. Uh, you know, I guess you hear what you want to hear when you hear things like this. So his wife and his kids were there. Dude was getting his hair cut. Anyway, I'm getting choked up here. <coughs> um, anyway, my name's Tim Pate. And uh, that's it. Nothing. I didn't say anything bad. I don't regret anything that I said in this episode. This is episode one. Boy, I got plenty more for you. Hey, do me a favor. Go over to uh, Anchor.fm. You ever wanted to start a podcast? Have you ever wanted to start a podcast and didn't want to pay a bunch of money to put that podcast and have it hosted? Well, Anchor has taken the pain 
and the financial means. Well, they've taken the pain out of finding a place to host a podcast. And they've taken the need for you to have to spend a bunch of money to host a podcast. They've even given you the tools to do it. And they've made it simple. They cut the middleman out. And all the things that you need to do that podcast, the place to host it, the tools are right there. You could do it from your phone. You could do it from your PC. You could do it from your laptop. You could do it from your, your tablet, whatever you use to get on the internet. You can do <clears throat> now and for free. You can monetize that podcast. So you want to make money off of it? Boom, there you go. You can even use your favorite band to do an episode. So if you want to do a segment and add another segment to it, you could do that too. To find out more about this, you need to go over to anchor.fm, anchor.fm. And like I said at the beginning of this podcast about 53 minutes ago, my podcast is hosted on four different platforms. One of them is uh, one of the big, humongous platforms that, uh, well, it's called Spotify. And Spotify owns anchor.fm. So get on over there and check it out. Also, before I end this, and listen, I'm not being sponsored. They're not paying me to say this. I'm doing this because I've been using this platform a little over three years. <clears throat> Anchor.fm. Start your podcast today for free. And also, the music that you hear in this podcast is used with permission by the folks over at purple-planet.com. That's purple-planet.com. Again, not a paid sponsor. I'm not making any money off of this. This is, hey, they're allowing me to use their music for my podcast. So why not? Give a little, you know, pay it forward. So anyway, um, that's it. That's all I got. And I just really quick before I get off here, I want to say thank you. And I want to give a big hug to everybody out there in Uvalde, Texas. That community really needs, they need to heal. I don't know how they're going to do it, but they need to heal. And um, I love you guys. You guys hang in there, okay? Have a wonderful weekend. It's, it's a long weekend. Happy Saturday, and uh, happy everything after this. Uh, from me to you, 7-3. My name's Tim Payton. This is Things I Shouldn't Say, podcast episode number one. Recorded on 5-28-2022. Thank you, guys. <laughs>